coming up on the Money Beat podcast. Retail sales look okay, unless you're a department store, in which case retail sales look horrible. What is going on? That is what we'll talk about next. This is Money Beat. Everything you need to know about money and the markets, and then some. Now, financial food fight. Welcome to the Food Fight, Paul Vigna, Stephen Grosser, Barron's Jack Otter, and Eric Holm, who we have not... Eric, we haven't seen you in a while on the uh, podcast. Well, you, he, he was on, us. I was no. talking Buffett, but yeah. I haven't been on the Food Fight in a while. And you and you were out. Oh, that was the day I was out. Yeah. Right. So Eric, all right, so Eric and I... You and have I have not, not overlapped. You and I have not overlapped. <laughs> right. Uh, but I'm ready to fight. You are. Okay, welcome to the Food Fight, everybody, on this Friday here in New York City. Uh, Eric Holmes, Stephen Grosser, Paul Vigna, Jack Otter. L- let's talk a little bit about retail sales. It's been bad. Uh, but now it's good. <laughs> right. I, I guess it, it, whether Next. it's good or bad really, really depends well, upon who you I, are. Exactly. I was, I, I, my bad was just the reaction of the department. Well, I, right. I know where you were going with that. Yeah. Uh, very interesting week in that you had a lot of major retailers report earnings, and they were pretty much bad across the board. The outlooks were bad. The numbers were bad. I mean, it really seems like... You know, the, the, the death of the department stores finally here and all this stuff. Profit sliding, outlooks. Right. Earn, uh, same store sales well below expectations. And then re- the retail sales report for April comes in this morning, 8.30 a.m. Commerce hot. Department reports it. And it is hot. Hotter than anyone expected. And Best in what, a year? Best in a year. A little year. over a year. Yeah, a little over like, a year. Right. right. 13, 14 right. months? Right. Uh, very good numbers overall. Terrible numbers from the department stores. Where are we? What's going on here? Well, when you break it down, the department stores don't come out so great in today's number. Online retailing, no surprise, was up a lot. Gasoline prices are up a lot. Uh, What strikes me is every single trend is against the department stores. People are saving more. They're not spending as much. Fine. When they are spending, they're spending on services, their cell phone, their cable bill, whatever. Not at department stores. When they do want to buy something, they go online and buy it there. Uh, Just everything. And, 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 And they're... There's this kind of bigger psychological idea. Dan Ariely and others are saying spend on experience, not stuff. And I think that's starting to catch on, too. Well, millennials are all renting. On. Yeah, yeah, it has caught on. I mean, that, that's, that's, I, I think that's sort of the, 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 the big trend that's been playing out for, for years since the financial crisis. Yeah. If you're going right. to spend your money, don't spend it on crap. Right. And, you know, people are determining that um, they have enough stuff, largely, it seems to me. I and mean, it's also like the other thing too is apparel is a big part of these department stores and what they sell, and the price increases in apparel are just non-existent. So it's even on that fundamental level, they're not the prices aren't going up on apparel that they're selling. They're in fact in some cases decreasing. Um, so even I think <laughs> I mean, everything is working against. It was them. actually deflationary. I think yeah. it was negative six tenths of a percent. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it is. It is. I mean, we were saying this this morning. I mean, you looked at. The retail sales figure, especially because you had Nordstrom's reporting last night, J.C. Penney reporting this morning, very you know both report reports, and it was the retail sales good for America, but bad for department stores. Yeah. I mean that was and the takeaway. I have to say too that this this idea that the department stores are dead, it's over for them. The re- the consumer is fine. Everyone's moved online. It, it seems a little too clean and easy for me. I, I think that. What's going on in the department stores is some of it certainly has to do with the fact that people are buying more things online. 
But I mean, but, that's what we've been talking about. There's a lot of things going on. There's right, like, there's right. Like three or four and, and times here. And I think here. Th- this idea that because of the retail sales number this morning, that the consumer's fine, the economy's fine, everything's great. You know, like well, no it, one's saying a more nuanced. Fine. No than one's that. saying everything's fine. Um, but I, I, I do think there's this idea that um, people have decided that they don't need to spend a ton of money on clothes. And in fact, I, it's probably another lesson from the financial crisis is that people realize that you can, uh, they, they were trained and that retailers warned about this at the time. If you mark things down too much and too often, then people will just wait for those sales. And in fact, right. that's you what can happened see with them in the, in the And you can see, right, that, that was the, the problem with JCPenney. So now when their, their same source st- sales actually looked better relative to others, it's yeah. only because of such, a, off of such a low base. But you, the, you can see that also illustrated with Nordstrom's results this week, where the main Nordstrom stores really taken a hit. And that's, those are, you know, those customers are people who are doing relatively well, um, you know, if you're going to compare customers across, yeah. um, you know, the different department stores. But, you know, what did well for Nordstrom's was the Nordstrom rack. You know, people people are going shopping, paying less for clothing. Yeah. They, they want to pay less for clothing. Yeah. I, I will say this. This is so anecdotal that it is, it is probably relevant only to me. But uh, I had gone to Macy's a couple of times for clothes. And they were they were terrible. They were garbage. They fell apart every time. And I, you know why I went? Because stuff was always on sale. Every time I walked in there, it was 20, 30, 40, 50 percent off. And I was like, well, I can't pass that up, you know. But the, the quality was bad. I'm sorry it was bad. I don't mean to trash Macy's, but I have to, I have to report the facts. It was bad. But and the last time I went to a mall, I didn't go to Macy's. But I don't think that's – I mean, I think – there's more of a problem there is when you speak of Nordstrom Rack and Nordstrom actually has like you know you can order their stuff online I mean you can you get their app and they're telling you we're discounting this you know person then person I mean like you have no reason to go into uh, you know even a Nordstrom Rack anymore you can just order it they ship it to you if you want to return it then you can return it to the Nordstrom Rack I mean it's I mean it's just the trend is moving well online, and that's not good for right. you know retailers. But I'm still saying, you, you, no matter what price you charge somebody, you have to offer them a quality product. And if you're not offering them a quality product, you're you are eventually going to suffer because of that. Especially in a situation, as Eric was saying, where people are buying less, so they're naturally right. going to yes. be choosier and exactly. only go for the good stuff. Exactly. So you know, that's it. That's my point. <laughs> um, yeah, one one, one comment by Randall Forsythe, who writes a column for us, I, I loved was he he pointed out that shoppers now understand that forty percent off, fifty percent off is off a price that nobody actually pays. Right, exactly. Right. Whereas when my, Macy's fell fifteen percent, that was off a price that investors had actually paid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well said. Right, that's it exactly. Uh, we we can't top that comment, so we should just take a break here, and we will come back on the other side of this important message. Hi, this is Kevin Sitzemong. This is Beth Cracklauer. Check us out on the Off Duty Podcast. We talk about food, cocktails, all of the finer things in life. Check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. And become a subscriber on iTunes. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Welcome back to the Food Fight. Hey, folks out there in uh, podcasting land, if you want more great WSJ podcasts, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at WSJ Podcast. We're good folk in the Twitter sphere, so you, well, you want to k- keep up with us. And become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. And now look for us on the Google Play Music app on your Android devices. And uh, that bumper music, they, they changed that up a little bit, huh? First couple of bars are, it's not what it was before, right, Grocer? 
That sounded good. It did sound good. I like it. I'm a fan of the bumper music, but it's a little bit different. It did seem a little different. It's a little I, different. I Maybe yeah, it was yeah. Birdman. Yeah. It, you know, Paul wasn't doing his dance. That was why how I knew that something wasn't. Right. How about how how about now I get Birdman press releases? Now I know who Birdman is. Yeah, well, they're finally if they've reached you. They've maybe reached, he's over. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's top and Birdman. <laughs> yeah, if they're if they're trying to catch me, uh, yeah, he's definitely over. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Donald Trump and Jeff Bezos. How about that one? So uh, Trump is out. And he's been on. He's been getting on top of Jeff Bezos for a while now. Uh, look, the guy bought the Washington Post. He's kind of an easy target, really. I mean, w- what do we make of this whole thing? Well, I'm, I'm, I came late to this game. I didn't realize this until the big Hannity thing recently. Right. Um, and then I looked, I looked, followed the story, and I realized this has been going on for months, right. actually. Right. And I still think the rhetorical advantage goes to Bezos for the comment. I, I see he tweeted you know, back in December, I think it was, um, we'll still reserve him a seat on the Blue Origin rocket with the hashtag send Donald to space. <laughs> <laughs> I can see how that would get under the, the Donald's skin. That would get under Trump's skin. But yeah. I mean, I, I, one of the things that I think sort of got it back in the you know the news this week was Bob Woodward's uh, right. you know comment that the Post had twenty reporters you know on Trump and they were looking to write a book about Trump and that set Trump off and is what he hmm. was talking about when sh- on the Sean Hannity show. Yeah, and his basic slam to Bezos as he bought the Washington Post to gain influence so right. that the antitrust regulators don't come after Amazon, so the tax man doesn't come after Amazon. And, I mean, I think um, but those arguments are not holding up very well. I, I, don't, I think they're too specific. Yes. The idea that a guy worth, what, $60 billion, right. um, owner of the largest and very fast-growing retailer in the world, might want a little political influence, and he could get it for well, pocket change. I mean, I buy that. No, I mean, but, when, I mean, when hasn't someone bought a newspaper exactly. <laughs> right. or a television station not to get it? But, but, but in honesty, in all honesty, too, I mean, uh, if you're Jeff Bezos, owner of Amazon, massive company, online, blah, 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 $60 billion, he, he, you don't need to buy the Washington Post to get influence in Washington. You don't need Let's, to, but it come doesn't on. hurt. I mean, really. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying that. Look, everyone who goes to Washington goes with an agenda, right? Jeff Bezos. Not, everyone who goes to Washington goes with an agenda. Jeff Bezos doesn't need to buy the Washington Post to, to get influence in I'm Washington. Say, I, I think you know. He could go do to it my, in other ways. Paul. Paul. I'll go back to my original comment. Uh, there are plenty of billionaires who have bought newspapers, magazines, and television to gain influence. I mean, it's a you know you you it is a powerful tool. And I'm not saying Bezos has hey, done it. I, I'm but I'm not arguing is, with you that it's not a powerful I mean, tool. I mean, of course it's a powerful tool. I'm saying Donald Trump's. Uh, but accusation that he's doing it just to curry influence. Well, right, but I don't it's think the really specific case. I think that more importantly than whether he bought the Washington Post to gain influence or not is the actual specific reasons Trump is giving yeah. for it. Um, you know, one is tax purposes. Well, in fact, Amazon doesn't make all that much money. I mean, we all know that. We've reported their earnings. I mean, like yeah. their tax bill relative to their uh, revenue in it must be tiny. Yeah. Well, right. they paid two hundred and I think seventy million dollars in taxes last year, and I think they're. I feel like I paid that last year. <laughs> yeah. And I think that they had like six hundred million in in uh, profits or something like right. in, to, to that extent. So I mean, like they're paying actually a decent amount in taxes. And then the antitrust is, you know, one of the big problems with the antitrust argument is you have to have hurt the consumer. 
Like, you know, and I think everyone here will admit it would be hard to argue that Amazon hasn't been a big boon for consumers, especially after the segment we just had. <laughs> Also, right. the way the Department of Justice looks at antitrust issues is it looks at the entire industry, and as huge as Amazon is, it's actually not yeah. that big a share. No, it's smaller than Walmart, I right. mean, in terms of, you know, retail sales. So it's not a overall. Threat, yeah. You, overall? Yeah. Yeah. Right, because Walmart is still much bigger, because people actually do still go into stores. <laughs> its sales are about a fifth of Walmart. Yeah. Right. So Walmart I mean, has an online store, but, I mean, people do still go into stores despite what some people think. So the point is that it doesn't dominate any one industry so drastically right. that, that, that Bezos needs to uh, prepare for an antitrust fight, then, is right. what you're saying. But, um, I mean, they, it, it's interesting. And, they, and also, it, you're right, if the consumer comes away, you, you know, prices are lower as a result of Amazon being around, not higher. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you hear this argument a lot in the publishing world. Where Amazon right. does have an outsized influence. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they they have a huge influence now. And, you know, there's nothing definitive, but it goes back and forth. But it, this is a raging fight in the publishing industry. Yeah, I mean, Bezos... I mean, Amazon has huge, huge pricing power. Personally, I'm no big fan of Bezos because he destroyed my book sales because I was on Hachette. And they and Amazon blacklisted Hachette, and my yeah, my right. ranking just plummeted exactly. Right, uh, but I got I, I have to agree with him. You know, trying to be the objective journalist, <laughs> I agree with him completely in this particular case. Yeah, uh, what, you know what also cracks me up is the wealth difference. Like we just think of them as really rich guys. Um, even if Donald <laughs> is his, his <laughs> the wealth that he claims, claims Bezos yeah, right. is six times richer. But in fact, you know, everybody says that the Donald is not nearly as wealthy as he actually claims. Right. So Bezos could be sixty times richer. sixty times richer, much well, much but richer. His, but you know, Donald's wealth is you know based on what how he feels that day. Right. So it fluctuates. So if he's having a real, and he, I mean, honestly, he has to be having some really good days lately. So. And that's actually it, true, Grocer, because you know much of his wealth is his his, his name brand. His yeah. Name. Right. So. Right. So he might be. He, who knows what he's worth? Right. It might be less. Bezos might have less of a gap. Yeah. Well, Could be even if less. He wins the election. You know. <laughs> uh all right. Do we? Uh, anyone else want to add anything to that? To this? Uh, Were we going to vote on nicknames? On nicknames for for, for a grocer? Oh, he's G Money. Oh, is he G Money? Is G that Money. decided? There's not any other. Uh, are nicknames? there are there contenders for this crown? No, no. I was going to vote for G Money. Yeah, we're G, G yeah, Money. Yeah, not, yeah. I'm not very happy with this. Uh, All right, and I want to thank you, Are we going to change the, I are we change the name of the show? Me. Is Friday going to be G Money in the Vig, Paul Vigna? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> no, that that's no good. That's no good. But no? G Money is, you know. G-Money. You could do G-Money, though. You want to change the name of the show? But it's it's everybody's show. It's not just us. You can't change the name of the show to us. I, I, what about G-Money every, and Papa it's Bear? It's everybody's show. Papa Bear, that's good. But it's everybody's show. But so. Vig sounds more like G-Money and the Vig sounds like that's just classic radio right there. That is classic. Well, yeah, yeah. I really think we need to bring back Steve Russo a little so kind of Russo and the Vig. Russo and the Vig. Whatever it is. classic New York what, whatever sports it is, talk show. Just remember, gentlemen, you always have to pay the Vig. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to cut a new single? tagline? That's my, that's my tagline. That's what I should put on Twitter. Have you seen my new one on Twitter now? No. I just wrote angry pawn. <laughs> that's what I. <laughs> that's I'm a little that's man. Actually, that, that's actually relatively uh, isn't it? Accurate. Did you it is. did you update that after Grocer made you tweak your uh, retail sales post this morning? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a great anecdote in that retail sale. If you read my retail sales post, my my post this morning about the retail sales folks. Uh, it, it's a fine post. Just know that it could have been so much better if I didn't have an editor who took out certain parts of it. Can you share the anecdote now? 
It well, wasn't, I, uh, no, because it actually wasn't that good, and it will totally undercut my argument. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted the readers to be able to get through your piece. Oh. 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 oh that hurts. Wow. Classic editor comeback. Yeah, yeah. It was just trust me, folks. It was so much better before Grocer got his hands on it. It was it was just it was fantastic. Your piece was very good. It was gold. It was gold. It was a very good piece. Now it's uh, it's or Bitcoin, right? All right, we're just rambling, so we're going to let it go. Everybody have a great weekend. We thank you for your time as always, and we will see you next week.